0: everybody to sharpen that axe episode 41 a podcast dedicated to strengthening your skills as a guitar player i'm your host dylan murphy as well joined as always by my friend john Gillen. john how are you
1: i'm doing well i should say or maybe we should say as always when you're here so oh Buddy, th- thank you so much. Yes, I missed last week's episode because, according to you,
0: I was riding elephants in a jungle somewhere. Two things wrong with that. First of all, riding elephants is a big no-no around here, but people still do it anyway. I was playing with elephants, completely different, and it was a, it was it was a beach resort, not not a jungle. So there were. I found a lizard the size of my forearm, and I thought it was fake. And then I woke up the next morning, and it was gone. And I was like, "Oh fuck, that was real." Sorry, swearing already. <laughs> Anyway, terrifying. But yeah, Matthew Callahan, I, hats off to him. Did a great job filming so last nice week. Thank you again, so much, Matty. Uh, very, very happy with that. I thoroughly enjoyed um, your, your breakdown of Gibson's breakdown.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he even, yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. So thanks again, Matt. Glad, glad we had someone to step up to the plate, knock it out of the park.
0: Absolutely yes. Time, Other yeah. baseball analogies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so oh. John,
0: it is <laughs> it is your lick of the week. You've you've managed to evade the lick of the week for the last two weeks. You sneaky son of a gun. So that's, that's
1: uh, uh, well, I figured our guest host could do a special lick of the week. I think it was only fair. That's fair. So, that's yeah. fair.
0: He, he does the the research more. and the work. Um, cool. So he did John Gom last week. Really enjoyed that. Kind of weird hearing John Gom with the slide. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it I
1: totally threw me. I mean, as you heard, like, I was not expecting that. Yeah, friends, episode 40, check it out.
0: Uh, Maddie's Lick of the Week was... I can't remember the name of the John Gom song, but it's sounded weird.
1: It was Surrender.
0: Surrender. Cool, cool. So anything you want to tell me before uh, this week's lick? Uh... No, I don't think so. I, I think you just okay. need to do it. Okay, I'll, I'm going to do it. just open it up here. Oh. That's, that's nice. I like that. It's kind of like kind of plucky and all over the place. And once again, I can tell that it is from the 80s. This one
1: definitely is from the '80s. This is a snare man. I just yeah, yeah. Um, Big Echoey drums. Yeah,
0: it's a thing. So, is it a band or is it like a guitar player? It is a band. Band. Um, I'm just going through all the you know the what D. Snyder calls the W bands. You know, Warrant, uh, <laughs> White Snake. You know the. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh God, is it like a glam band?
1: Uh, I think uh, it falls into that category yeah you know okay god um, makeup, but yeah, it does fall into that category
0: what it, ooh, ooh. <sighs> Would it nah, I, I, I don't even know what, Is it like the scorpions or rat
1: or one of those quiet riot rats rat's tone is so nasally so yeah
0: nasty. that's um, that's true
1: no, and it, like me John okay this is this is oh it almost hurts me to say it. It's Winger, so oh, it was a W band. Woo! Yeah, it was a W band. It was totally a W band. But yeah, it's a uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Winger. I've heard good things about Winger guitar wise. I've heard they're like, yeah, almost, I mean, they can, yeah, they can wail. Winger gets a lot of flack, but Red Beach is a monster guitar player, and this to me is like one of those almost Nuno Bettencourt rhythmic style riffs this song is 17 which is um kip winger who's in his early 30s at this point oh god singing about a girl who's 17. uh well if you it's good enough for chuck berry oh man uh, I, I every time like i love that intro but i just feel like oh i need a shower after this yeah different so
0: different era <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool Is there any other of those like that era of bands that you know stick out to you because they're all kind of it's all a bit of like a a blur of hairspray and bc riches um (laughs) but can you
1: can you like any other players from that era that you enjoy um i mean of course like we talk about paul gilbert and his involvement with like racer x racer and you know um the winger is a little bit of a guilty pleasure there uh, white snake, white lion again w bands and and all those all those guys had some really awesome riffs Vito Brada who D Snyder said sounds like a back disease so. <laughs> this, ep- <laughs> this episode is brought to you by D Snyder and, uh, <laughs> wow, he's, uh,
0: he's so quotable I don't know. yeah,
1: yeah. His, uh, <laughs> he he had this this show called House of Hair which is actually where I found a lot of these bands. This was sometime in the late nineties, early two thousands. And it was a late night radio show where he just played all these W bands basically. And Amazing. that's where I found a lot of them. But yeah, the um, Vito Brada, a guitar player from white lion who really only had like their, their big hit was weight, which was kind of lame, but this isn't about white lion. This is about winger and red so Rabita. it doesn't have to be about winger any longer john yeah all right it's all it's, right. it's bigger than winger bigger than- <laughs> uh new podcast uh so our we have two things today
0: for our gear talk and our main topic but i have a feeling that our gear talk may be a bit more extensive than our main topic um gear talk this week is we were talking about Let's talk about kind of a cheaper budget, I suppose, is the word guitars. And we didn't want to talk about beginner guitars because, you know, we, we think our listenership, you beautiful people, are a little bit past the beginner stage. So we're going to talk about the best budget guitars out there. So you and I both picked uh, two guitars each uh, under 500 euro, pounds, yen. Doll hair. Um, doll hairs yes all of that so john can you tell me what was your first choice for uh, your budget guitar of choice
1: okay i kind of wanted something that was well I, I i'd like to say versatile but to tell you the truth i went with the chapman ml1 modern guitar can i ask is this the matt bellamy to be honest i i don't know so chapman guitars uh, are by rob essentially design promoted by Rob Chapman, the, you know, the the YouTube sensation guy. Ah, okay. Um, does, I think he does videos for Andertons. Is that right? He does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Rob Chapman, um, I think most of these guitars are made in Korea now and, or I guess they all are, they're all made in South Korea and, but the, the build quality is really good. And this particular model you can get for about 400 pounds. Um, I've seen it U.S. here for about 450, 500 bucks, and it's it's a great modern style dual humbucker guitar. Very nice. Yes, I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, the ML1, you say? Yep, the ML1, bolt-on neck. I I kind of prefer the gloss lunar into the midnight blue, though I do like blue. The the lunar's a pretty cool looking flamed maple top, some binding on it. The thing is, is I had a student who got a tele version of a Chapman and the thing played great. And in fact, to be honest, for the $500 he paid for it, I was kind of like, I think you got a better deal than if you were to spend $800 on a Telecaster you know makes okay. or something so the build quality is really good there's a lot of really great stuff coming out of korea this particular guitar is 24 frets so it's it's a bit of a screamer guitar mm-hmm. dual humbuckers are relatively high gain but the 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 scoop on the neck is really great just right the heel there is really great easily accessible to those top frets good sound the pickups are decent you know it's it's for under 500 bucks it's a decent guitar so Very nice. that, yeah that was that was kind of my my choice on that now what about yourself so i i picked two kind of guitars one that i was like
0: that looks really cool and it's a bit different and i also picked kind of a safer option kind of a more versatile mm-hmm. uh, option now i have gone with my first one is the prs se standard 24 this is um, a good guitar. Yeah, I've I've actually I've never played um one of these, but it just looks like it's five hundred dollars on Streetwater, mm-hmm. and it just has everything. It's got twenty four frets. It's got just it's the classic kind of PRS Santana shape, mm-hmm. and the pickups seem really really nice as well. Kind of you can do everything from the because I think PRS, I think you know great cleans, but also you know spicy overdriven Santana licks um you've got yeah you've got single coils you've got the i hate the birds i gotta say i've always hated the birds on the inlay but you know yeah it's, it's, got, yeah. it's got the tremolo arm as well Um, it just it looks looks gorgeous
1: as well the finishing on prs is it's always really really nice such <laughs> attention to detail i i mentioned over this past week in various discussions about gibson like essentially PRS is what Gibson should have been doing 20 years ago you know okay but they've PRS has got it right all those things you just mentioned inside of a guitar that's where did you find it listed for that price um I found it on streetwater
0: uh, which okay. is you know, a big guitar shop yeah. but a lot of these for looking for a good budget guitar there's an amazing list on music radar It has about 38 guitars under 500 pounds sterling but that's where i found this it was like at the end of it because i think they were starting with more they start the list with more unknown makers and they're like okay and here are the classics and yeah that prs man yeah, I'm, I'm funny enough funny enough uh chris super friend of the show he has both a chapman and one of these prs guitars so oh. you know, so you know he he knows what he's doing
1: so uh, how about your second choice john the second choice then actually i decided to go with something a little bit more uh, normal i guess or less metal we'll put it that way <laughs> cuz you sort of expect me to kind of pick you know double humbucker high gain guitar yes i do john yes yes you do but i went with the L tribute Ah, uh, uh, yeah. This I was gonna pick that. Really, the the limit. So the one I picked was the limited edition um, ASAT classic blues boy electric guitar turquoise. And okay, so this, this is the full Guitar Center description. But basically, it's a GNL Telly style. And now, for those of you who don't know, GNL was the company that Leo Fender went off and started after the CBS buyout. So yeah. Fender and George Fullerton, and along with Dale Hyatt, and gorgeous these, guitars. Yeah, they're they're great guitars, and I would definitely consider buying a G and L over a Fender. Um, in most ca- in most cases, uh, particularly at, until you sort of get up into the over a thousand dollar price point, then it becomes there's a lot more things to consider, but. The necks are always—they're always great necks. Sometimes you get a piece of wood that just feels flimsy, and I don't feel like that's ever been the case on any of the GNLs I've played. I've actually got my eye on a GNL on
0: adverts for when I go back. Uh, it's, an, it's a tribute series ASAT telly, but it's like two hundred and ninety-nine euro or something like that—something yeah. really affordable, like really, really good.
1: Yeah, when you find them used, they, they can be super cheap, and that's not for not being a great guitar, but some of these guitars admittedly are not gonna have the same resale value that you might if you were to try to drop the same price point on a Fender. A Fender, yeah. Uh, you, you'd you be able to, if, for example, if you spent 800 bucks on a Fender, you could easily probably recoup most of that, you know, yeah, bucks or something like that. It's just the you know, name. Yeah, like you were saying, to to get rid of a GNL, you're probably looking at 200 bucks,
0: <laughs> which is moment. insane.
1: Which Pretty yeah, really which is a great deal for anybody who's looking for a good guitar because these things are fantastic. Great pickups. The necks are always in great shape. They're they're well put together. You don't have to worry about it. I mean, I think one of the things that we talked about Gibson was just build quality's gone down so much. And, and threats are poking out and all kinds of crazy stuff. And GNL has made an effort to maintain that quality control that other companies have let slide. So I think it's a good deal, totally worth it. Have a look. Very nice. There you have it. And for yourself, we've got one more. I've got one more. It's a bit. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm kind of going, a
0: little, I'm doing a bit of backpedaling because it was, it was honestly a t- toss-up between the, the G&L and this one. So I found this on the list, the Music Greater's beautiful list of budget guitars. Um, it's called the, it's, it's a Squire, potentially, right? But we've spoken before about how some Squires are better than Mexican vendors. We've yep. talked about it before. Um, I've played a lot of Mexican vendors and they don't do a lot for me, but Squires, a good Squire telly, can't really beat it. So I've found this, it's called the Squire Vintage Modified Cabronita Telecaster. Um, it's basically, it's a modded heli with a Bigsby. um, And it's got this pickup called a Fidelitron pickup in the neck. So essentially you can go down to the the bridge for your classic Peli twang and then you go up to the neck for this kind of just rocky bluesy it's like you know the a lot of the reviews i read were like jack white meets malcolm young and i'm like curious so it's 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 a weird looking guitar because you've got like this this pickup looks like from it's from outer space but it's just stuck there with the bigsby and retail price goes for about 400 euro um so it's it's really really nice uh I, a lot of the reviews the one thing as well about it is that it's kind of a limited edition thing and it's really hard to find one they're on ebay but all the stores have stopped selling them i think they came out in 2014. Oh, uh, but, yeah i mean the, whole, the all the complaints are the finishing isn't great and you know the wiring could be better but for that kind of price point for a big speed modded telly you could be paying an awful awful lot more
1: yeah absolutely. Yeah. Ooh.
0: Yeah, so that is the wow. check it out, guys. It's the Squire Vintage Modified Cabronita. So four guitars for you to check out, guys. If you are buying on a budget, if you got paid a little bit more than you thought you would be this month, and you don't want the wife to find out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> tax return for all you guys.
0: <laughs> um, cool. So John, do you want to? Um, you, you kind of suggested this is the topic. Uh, it's kind of a response, really, to a video posted by Chris Zupa. And do you want to tell the, the listeners a little bit about it?
1: Yeah. So Chris Zupa, uh, for those of you that are longtime listeners, but he, y- you already know who he is. But one of the things that you may not know is the fact that he teaches quite a lot, actually. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's very time consuming. Teaching is time consuming and, and a bit draining, to be honest,
0: because it's, it's speaking a- from experience.
1: Yeah, and it's it's not that the the people are draining, but it it is a constant. You're shifting gears. You have one student who comes in and they're working on a finger picking song, and you have another student who's coming in and they're working on you know some Swedish death winger goat, and then you have another student who wants winger and then <laughs> and, and then you're just so you're all over the place, and it 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 can be really taxing, you know. So he was saying one of the things he gets a lot, particularly from younger students is this, well, I don't have time to practice. And we've kind of addressed this topic as well on the show, like how to make time to practice essentially. But this is, this is kind of a, a response, I think, in a, and in maybe in, in a lot of ways, like an agreement to what he has to say when it comes to, to being a younger player. And at the same time with adults, adults will frequently say that too, but their obligations are different. They have kids, they have a job, they have work, they sometimes have to take home, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and, but he said basically primarily to the younger people, like instead of thinking about practice as i have to practice you get to practice what an amazing world we live in that you don't have to be out there plowing fields and slaughtering animals like Like, killing the land yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) you know keeping small gnomes off your land or whatever it is that you would do in a fantasy medieval land but avoiding the plague avoiding the plague you know (laughs) you're not dying of the plague and instead you could play guitar. How terrible is your life?
0: Yeah. I, I mean to ask you about this as well. I've actually, I want to talk to you a little bit about it because every time I've spoken to you in the last few weeks, you've been like, Oh yeah, just finished a practice session or whatever you manage because you've got three kids and a school and a wife and all this stuff going on. And how do you structure your day to fit in practice? I suppose that's a big, Thing about our podcast finding time to practice yeah. but how about you do you find it like it's it's a between lesson
1: thing or it's a you make time in the morning before work or yeah sometimes it can be a between lesson thing and this is something chris zupa addressed too like he said he sits down with his wife and his wife has a super busy schedule she's like a practicing psychologist or something like that and also has and is going to school for more education of some sort So she's in school, has a psychology practice. He does all of his videos and teaches like eight hours a day, including Skype lessons and stuff. So that's a plug for Chris's Skype lessons, I guess. But the point is they sit down together and they're like, okay, when do you have the kid? When do I have the kid? When is the kid school or slash daycare or whatever it is? Because they've got a two-year-old or something like that. And so they're, yeah. balancing, they're balancing all this too, but they have to sit down and they're like, okay, I get two hours to practice here. You get two hours to do homework here and they sort it out, you know? So part of it is, is planning it out. You have to plan it out. And not only yeah. that, you have to know what you're going to do when you get there. So you can't just show up and be like, all right, I've got two hours to practice. I'll do this. <laughs> and I'll play part of the solo from Freebird. And uh, I don't know that, that solo from comfortably numb is cool. I'll look at that for a little and just sort of be all over the place and yeah, like focus in on know what you're going to do before you get there. And and what I've been doing is I I get up early. I don't have yeah. like if I if I don't make the time, early, it's really hard for me to fit in practice. So if you're serious about it, you will make time for it. If you're not going to be serious about it, well, then don't expect to get a whole lot better. So for me, I try to get up an hour or two early before I have to get the kids out Yeah, and, or get the kids up anyway. And so I sit there and I'm like, okay, these are the things. And I, I've mapped out three weeks in advance. These are the things I want to accomplish in the next three weeks, whether it's, I, I need to record a little piece or I need to, to work on a riff or I want to get better at legato or whatever. Any of those things I have an exercise that, Hey, this exercise, I just want to be able to master it. I want it to be at 180 beats per minute or 200 or whatever it's supposed to be and say, check it's done. Yeah. And so I've made a plan. I've set aside the time I get up to go, you know, <sighs> that and, 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 Go for it. Like, it's not easy. It's absolutely <laughs> not easy. There's nothing easy about that. But if you're serious about it, like, that's kind of yeah. what you to do. You've got to set aside the time. And now, you may not want two hours, but maybe just half an hour. You get up a half yeah. hour earlier, 15 minutes for most of us. Like, if you did 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes at night, your wife will just think you disappeared to the bathroom. Like, that's... <laughs> Like you don't even have to worry about it, man. I mean, you just, you can dip out for 15 minutes. Practice. Bring the guitar into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Bring the guitar to the throne room. I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think it's one of those things of just looking for those, those little times and spaces. And then in terms of lessons, yeah, Chris Zupa said it too. If someone has to cancel, like, all right, I got 30 minutes to work on something. Go. And Use the time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was reading about this um, Japanese CEO
0: who's like one of the, the most successful men in, Jap- in Japan right now. Can't remember his name. And um, even if I did, I probably butchered. Uh, and he exactly. was talking. He like from the moment he wakes up to the moment he finishes work, and before family time, he has every 50 minute, like fifteen point one five, minute block in his calendar of what he's doing. Everything in fifteen minute blocks. And I tried this for a while before I left home when I was doing thesis and I was doing work and everything and um, just structuring my day on Google Calendar in 15 minute blocks. And like, if you know, music as Wynn himself says it like, you know, if you only need 15 minutes to practice something, if you know what you're going to do, it's a real, you know, fail to prepare, prepare to fail sort of thing. You need to know what you're doing mm-hmm. in advance. Which, yeah, I think is is really interesting. I'm about to, when I go home uh, from, you know, to actual adulthood after this uh, months-long, six-week-long trip, um, I'm going back to a a full-time job. And one of my biggest concerns is that I won't have time to practice. But you, sir, are an inspiration for
1: get up early, make the time. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. It's exhausting. I mean, right now it's 10.45 uh, in Colorado while we're recording this. PM. I've been up since six, so (laughs) okay. I think that's a clue to move on. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, friends, tweeted us your thoughts. Um, Leave a Facebook comment on how do you fit practicing into your uh, busy schedule because we're all busy.
1: Um, uh, Let us know. So, John, speaking of practicing, what have you been practicing? What have I been practicing? Maybe what haven't I been practicing? Uh, Oh. You know, like I said, I've I've kind of mapped out these exercises that I want to accomplish and things I want to accomplish over the next three weeks. So a handful of exercises. My main focus has been like sweet picking and particular legato things. So I've spent a lot of time looking at Joe Satriani legato riffs and uh, Alan Holdsworth stuff. Oh, yeah. So ages ago i think like just as we were starting this i I started looking at the alan holdsworth day of the dead solo which was some sort of prog rock off of a prog rock album or something he did with like jordan rudis from dream theater or something oh the keyboard guy yeah yeah ages ago so um but I've kind of I've got these folders and and I've mentioned this towards the new at the beginning of the new year. It was like I've got all of this material that I just need to go through and actually learn how to play. Because damn it, if I could do that, I'd be really good at guitar. So but <laughs> I I've spent um spent a, a lot of time this week kind of working on a bunch of different things, but primarily like legato and sweep technique, and then a handful of riffs that uh just once a week i've decided i'm just going to kind of pick a classic riff and make sure hey i can play that and that was kind of inspired by paul davids who is i don't know where he's german or swedish or something youtube guy and he's got he started this series where he does a everybody plays this riff wrong here's how to play it right yeah i've seen that yeah, and actually it's it's pretty good. Like he did the he did a little walkthrough of money for nothing, I think, last week and was like, okay. And it, it's cool because he kind of gets in all the little nitty-gritty points that make the riff what it is. So, deceptively.
0: It's yeah. Deceptively
1: difficult. Yeah, yeah. But it, so much of it is really idiosyncratic, you know. Um and then there is kind of the question of how much of it is actually necessary to play the riff and but i'm i'm kind of kind of just going through and be like yeah i love this riff i'm going to learn to play this riff that's a good idea so cool man there you have it and you so have so you, you don't have a guitar there so what are you doing to keep your ears or fingers tuned <laughs> there's there's time because i'm uh,
0: for people that don't know i'm i'm traveling southeast asia um i'm basically finishing a run of traveling after going to Thailand and Cambodia and finishing up in Vietnam. And my girlfriend will just look at me at times when I'm just like strumming my leg, like we'll be on an airplane and I'll just be like listening to a song and just like picking along on my thigh with my thumb <laughs> and middle finger finger. And she'll just be like, you're really on this guitar, don't you? And I really, really do. Um, what what I've been doing, I. I I, to be honest, John, what I've been doing is I've been preparing for when I get back to a guitarist so I'll know what I'll be doing. I won't be like, you know, sitting around going, oh, what am I going to practice? I've been, i am kind of become, with all the buses and flights, I've become a bit addicted to YouTube and basically making folders of videos. So I've been compiling, I've been looking through everything that I want to learn and basically making little lesson packs um, in in Basically, custom playlists on YouTube of stuff that I want to learn. Oh my god! And because you can get everything, man. You can get Rock Discipline by John Petrucci. It's all on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um just basically making all this stuff that I just kind of want to learn. I'll I'll look through. Like I've got a Chris Zupa folder of like solos I want to learn, and I know when I get home I can just like okay, pick one of these and just start working on that. Um I've got I've really gotten into watching this guy named Johnny Highland. I don't know if you know him. He's just like oh gosh a massive cowboy hat uh, the massive guitar that's way too yeah <laughs> guitar
1: is like you're like is that a child's guitar he's playing um he looks always. like a bear he's i think he's about as tall as one and as big as one too and <laughs> um, so to be honest that's kind of what i've been doing i mean i could be doing like
0: ear training and like stuff like that but i i find that i'm just really you know, which is very important and we talked about it before but without a guitar, I just get kind of frustrated. So yeah. that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been, I've been making playlists of, of stuff I wanna learn and just watching videos. And just like, when I get home, I'm gonna work on this. So that's kind of it. Cause like once I, once again, you know, going into a new job, I wanna like basically be able to structure my day to fit in these little uh, practice sessions, I suppose. So uh, moving on, what, have, John, what have, have you been listening to anything to, to help you with uh, your, your learning?
1: Um, as such, but I've been, I find myself cause I'm trying to do a bit of writing. And so I'm kind of digging through a variety of different types of music and guitar players. And I've, I keep coming back to Aldi Miola's 2007 album. The, okay. Uh, it was, I don't know. It's some long convoluted title of the Diabolic Inventions and Seduction. Oh, I know
0: that one, man. Yeah. It's like he's Fiona yeah. Apple. Yeah.
1: Uh, but it's the, it's by, it's music by Astor Piazzolla, who was this famous accordion tango player. I think he was, Jesus. yeah, I think he was Italian uh, or maybe Argentinian. I'm probably going to get in trouble for that. But, so he's uh, taking music written for the least sexiest instrument. And yeah, he's trans- exactly. Piazzolla a really interesting guy because he, he wrote a lot of these like tangos and things. And yeah, he was an Argentinian, of course. So of course. and who else writes tangos, right? And, there you go. but his his music's like pretty intriguing stuff. It's just the fact that he played the accordion <laughs> always. <laughs> <you know. laughs> but anyway, Aldi Miola takes a bunch of his music and kind of rearranges it for guitar and it's it's wicked Aldi Miola stuff and it sounds great. And it's all on solo guitar and it's, it's just kind of a, it's, it's amazing what he can do with a solo guitar, I guess. And, but it's cool. different than it shreds, but it's very different than when you say things like, Oh yeah, it's shred guitar. It's, it doesn't sound like, no,
0: it's, it's technique.
1: Yeah. And, but it's, it's good harmonies and like great rhythms and it just, it makes for an interesting listen. As opposed to just a blur of notes, so cool. i we'll check definitely. that out. You my album of the day, friends. If you follow me on Instagram,
0: I put up an album of the day in my story that I'm listening to, trying to as an effort to try and listen to new music. um I, I've been back into Primus. I've gotten getting really back into Primus again. Oh. I, I, I saw Primus before I really knew who they were, um, a few years ago, and I was like who is that guitar player um lurl lond i think is his name yeah um, there's a video on youtube asking he was like did you invent death metal because apparently he was in one of the very first death metal bands. Oh, really? um, yeah, yeah but i've been going back to like sailing the seas of cheese and the brown album and even just like if you play like slap guitar you use your thumb to slap les claypool is just so amazing just with his his technique and his just, oh, I just, I love it, I love what he does. They're gonna be um, at Red
1: Rocks with Mastodon. Sorry? They're going to be at Red Rocks with Mastodon. Oh, oh. when? I, really I think it's in May, I, I need to look, but yeah, I think it's in May.
0: Heck and hell, that sounds amazing. And um, yeah, so I've been going go, revisiting Primus on my travels and loving every minute of it.
1: Oh man, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So good.
0: So much also, good. friends, if you no idea where to start on Primus, "Sailing the Seas of Cheese" is uh, is my favorite album. I think it's one of their first, and it is beautifully weird.
1: Here here. Here, 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 here. So we were going to wrap it up,
0: friends. You can find us on all the socials. Uh, we recorded an interview last week with Greg, Howe, Shred God, Absolute Gentlemen, uh, really great interview. Which I think we have Ariel Posen coming up next week, but. Yeah we will have a greg house interview up in about a month's time probably maybe a little bit less than a month um but yeah until you know until then we've got loads of stuff coming up um scheduled interviews and please check us out on social media give us a facebook like uh, helps people to see us and yeah if you could please rate and review on itunes or wherever you find your podcasts we would really appreciate it um we we you know we we've we've hit over the year mark now of making episodes which is a bit mental i think this time last year
1: yeah Yeah, we've missed a few (laughs) along the way but uh and things have kind of stretched out for various movings and travelings and yeah we've covered a lot of ground over the last year so thanks to all of you who've hung in there and listened to everything really appreciate it and yeah hopefully once, once dylan's back and things have settled down for me a little bit we're we're gonna We've got some big planes, so yeah, we're we're really excited. So friends, until next week with our interview with Ariel Posen, stay sharp.